Blog Talk Radio. Cast live for July 13th, 2017. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me in the co-host seat tonight is Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? Not much. How's it going, Jeremy? Doing pretty well. Um, Good. I, I am starting to bank episodes for my short vacation next month. I uh, just had the Reign of Zayas guys back on. Nice. Um, it, it does get a little bit weird at a couple points because we kind of wander off topic and just talk about, like, monkeys and pro wrestling, but... I'm not surprised with those guys at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, so uh, tell us where you're going to be next week. Oh, uh, I am going to be at San Diego Comic-Con next week. So I am freaking out, but I'm very excited. Me and my oldest son will be going there and meeting up with some friends, and hopefully my brother will meet us. So super excited. That's pretty, pretty slick. Um, Hopefully you'll run into some of our favorites over there, guests and wannabe guests and people we'd love to talk to. Maybe yeah. even, you know, uh, Jim Lee or somebody. Oh, I'm I'm beelining it straight to them and telling them everything you said about it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody probably needs to at this point. There may be, uh, there let, may be actionable yeah. statements out there somewhere. Yeah, Larry Limichick is going to be Limichick's going to be doing some panels and stuff, so I might stop by and say hi to him for you. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just saw Larry uh, last weekend at ModestoCon. Yeah, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh saw him and our, our other old pal, Rico Anderson, was there, who's been on with yeah. both of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I could have been there. Yeah, you know, it was kind of fun. It was. I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, Dominic, well, Dominic Davy, I think, did a live episode with you and me, too, right? Yeah, yep. The bass from Tsunami Bomb and also artist and writer. Uh, yeah. He was there. So we got to see a lot of our a lot of our favorites from the area. Um, the week we get back from Vancouver, I am actually going to be uh, uh, doing a podcast from the uh, Cosplay Awards at the Stockton Con in Stockton, California, August 18th. Oh, nice! And a little rumor I hear says Ric Flair is going to be in town too. Oh snap! Yeah, and he's been dodging me for years. <laughs> I'm not surprised, dude. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, trying to not have to you know have, have a title match with me probably since the late seventies. <laughs> I honestly don't know who would win at this point. Um, well, I'm hoping he's really old and drunk. That's kind of what I'm shooting yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be an even match. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> kind of what I'm going for. Hey, um, so we I know we've been playing with the format here a little bit, and. We're still trying to figure out what order we want to tackle things in, but I figure since uh, Joe Slepsky is off tonight because it is his birthday. And he's it's on his birthday. Party. Happy birthday, Joe. I figure we'll just go ahead and do a little peel back the curtain. And, Paul, what order do you want to tackle things in? Do you want to do news first, or do you want to go to the topic and then do news? Uh, we can just do some short news real quick. It wasn't anything too heavy this week, nothing like – Super jumped out at me, but there's a couple things we can talk about. Okay, One yeah, particular thing that was, yeah. 
Well, let's uh, let's start with the top here. Uh, Matt Reeves says there's going to be a new Batman script. Yep. I thought that was very interesting. Me too. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was, but you and I have had the conversation, and one of our guests joined in on conversation with us once, saying we'd love to see a Batman crime film, like, you know, street level. And that kind of sounds like what they're shooting for. They keep saying crime noir. Uh, what are what are your yeah. thoughts? Oh, I mean, I would I would love it to be like a a crime noir movie because that that's the type of Batman I like. I don't really necessarily like the Batman versus Dark Side type, you know, like his yeah. more street level. But um, man, it just kind of worries me because I don't know. I've had I've had a lot of conversations with people about kind of the differences between the DCEU and the Marvel U. Like the Marvel Universe, whether you like those movies or not, uh, you know, if you don't like the format and the formula that they use, uh, all those movies are, like, you can tell they have the same vision. Like, there's a driving, they're all going in the same direction. They they may change their styles a little bit. Where where DC tends to be very, like, director-oriented, like, every time there's a new movie, the director's vision. It's so it's not really DCU's the Justice League or DCU's the Batman. It's Zack Snyder's, you know, Man of Steel. Just you know, where you know you got Kevin Feige. You know, if he's pretty much directing the vision, and basically they're hiring directors to employ that vision. So it worries me is that you know Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns worked on this script. So I thought when Jeff came on, he was going to be kind of like the Kevin Feige or whatever of the DCU. But if the director's just going to be like, you know, I'm not even going to use the Jeff Johns' script, like it makes me wonder how much say he has on in, in these movies, which worries me a little bit because I thought his input uh, was felt in the Wonder Woman movie. And Wonder Woman movie was really good. So I'm a little bit worried that they're just going to kind of go completely off the reservation with this Batman movie, but I, I could be proven completely wrong. It might turn out great, but it worries me a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I, I can get that too. Cause I mean, I think we all kind of breathe that sigh of relief when Joff Jones is announced as the head of whatever they, whatever branch of the company they made for him, DC entertainment or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he'll have more power than you're afraid he will. I think he's going to be more in charge, but I think it's fair when a new guy takes over on a film because, you know, originally it was Ben Affleck is going to write, direct, produce, score, cater, uh, yeah. title graphics for and act in the Batman movie. And when he started stepping back from that, you kind of have to give the new guy coming in, you know, what, what vision do you have going in? But then when his script's done, I imagine it's going to go on Joff John's desk before he goes anywhere else. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be the case. I just think it's kind of weird that, like, he basically said he didn't like the script. You know? Well, don't you feel that's probably part of what was holding everything up, too? It, it's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. But, I mean, I think Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns, they're very competent script writers. So I'm kind of interested to see if that script level, like, see the light of day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested to know, like, you know, is it what? 
yeah, will we ever know, like, after it's released, will we ever see when the what the original script was? There'll probably be rumors floating around, like, but it doesn't even sound like they may, like, he may take Deathstroke off the table. Like, I know Deathstroke was going to play a role in this Ben Affleck movie, but... Well, let me ask you this. Don't you think with the announcement of a live-action Titans that Deathstroke's off the table anyways? Well, the Titans was going to be a television show, right? Exactly. But so now we've got Deathstroke on Arrow, Deathstroke on Titans, Deathstroke and Batman? Yeah, I hear you. Like, just like, all right, we're going to... They don't want to do, like, make a Green Goblin situation. Like, (laughs) every Spider-Man movie has to have Green Goblin. They don't want to do the same thing with Deathstroke. Yeah, I I can feel that. Yeah, Yeah, but if if he goes... If you go straight street level with this, it makes like a long Halloween type movie where he's a detective and not just a, a rich guy with a lot of. To- we already have Iron Man. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I, I like. <laughs> and think about what everybody loved about The Dark Knight. It was him like solving a crime, it was him trying to get ahead of the group. Yeah. It was a yes. whole movie of that now, and I think everybody will be on board. Oh, I hope so. I, I would be totally on board. Um, so then, let's see, oh, let's see here, uh, The Tick is going to start on August 25th on Amazon. Yes, did you see the, the little kind of like one-shot pilot episode that they did, like Amazon, maybe, uh, has it been a year ago, where they released like, yeah, they released like the, like four pilots, and kind of people voted on it or whatever, and, uh, they picked up The Tick, so, um, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, the way Amazon does TV shows is really, really kind of wild. They do a bunch of pilots, and then they pick the handful that yeah. are most watched, and they make those into a series. Which makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like testing the waters a little bit. Yeah. The problem is, is that now you've seen the first episode, and you're like, all right, when's the rest of it? They're like, ah, oh, you know, it's 16 months from now. <laughs> if at all. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch the trailer? Did you watch the trailer for the? No, I have not watched the trailer yet. I my grandson's visiting for the rest of this week yeah. and all yeah. last week, so uh, our time's a little. Yeah, you're just trying to keep the house not getting burned down to the ground. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much. It. <laughs> yeah, you can't take your eyes off him for a second. Not really, not for very long, you know. Yeah. A, a board, a board, yeah. yeah. A board child is the most frightening thing in the world. I had to throw away about twenty books last week because somebody left a box of crayons out while he was alone in the front room. Yep, can't leave them alone. Nope, you cannot. A five-year-old is a lot more than a terrorist at all. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Yeah. yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm digging it. I mean, the, the costumes are kind of a little weird. It looks like a like they took the cape off of Batman and sprayed it, you know, blue. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, Arthur looks great. I think the actor they picked to to be Arthur looks awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super, you know, super excited about it because I missed it. I loved. I mean, I was a huge the cartoon in the '90s. Yeah. That I thought that was a great great cartoon. Glad to see they went in a different direction for the tick himself compared to um, 
Warburton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're always going to compare the two, but I like it when they go completely different directions so you're not, like, completely comparing them. Yeah. And somebody's always going to seem like an imitation of the other. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And Ben and and Ben Edlund's going to be like co-producing it, so so you know he'll have his inputs, which is good. They're not just going to take because it, it always seems weird when someone just takes someone else's thing and makes it their own. So I'm glad he's going to be involved. Yeah. No, that that'll be cool. Um, oh, before we get to um, well, no, let's go ahead and do this, and then we'll bring up something I wanted to talk about real quick. Okay. <clears throat> Mike Mignola returns to the Mignola verse. Um, Krampus is kind of like the new Wolverine, isn't he? Every time people discover that character, he has been in more movies and comics and short stories and TV anthologies than I, I can think of. Yeah, it's true. It's like no one knew about him, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, holy crap, this guy is freaking awesome. Yeah. Like the, the, bad, the dark side of Christmas. Yeah, an evil Christmas troll. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I love Hellboy. I thought Mike Mignola's Hellboy series was, you know, a special thing that's going to last, you know, forever in people's minds as this really great book um, that was produced. And uh, I was really sad when it ended. And, you know, I, I thought for sure, you know, he said he was going to retire. But, uh, yeah, he's been coming back. and he's I mean, unfortunately, he's not going to be drawing these, which uh, I wish he would. Because somebody said when he is Mike Mignola's yeah. artwork. Yeah, I mean, I love I love the Hellboy books, especially when he was drawing it. Um, hopefully, he does come back and do does a miniseries where he's writing and drawing it. But uh, when I heard he's going to come back and do some more miniseries, I, I'm uh, totally on board because I thought that was going to be the end of Hellboy and Mike Mignola. So, I am super looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. Even though they're mini, they're just miniseries. That that's that's okay. I'm I'm down with so, that. You know, the probably is. I mean, he's ready to retire, but they're getting ready to make more movies. But like, maybe he's got like some small purchase he wants to make, like um, like a adding a mother-in-law to the backyard. <laughs> like, yeah, right. A couple miniseries, and we'll finance it that way. Yeah, and that'll pay for it, right? Yeah. 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 If he does it, I'm gonna buy it. So I'm. <laughs> yeah. So he's just kind of banking on that. <clears throat> hey, so I'm thinking about hiring a graphic artist here pretty soon and doing some more uh, almost cutting edge or more pop culture uh, parody t-shirts and starting a thing where we tell uh, our, our female listeners, buy the shirt, send us a picture, I'll reimburse you for the shirt. Oh, cool. Because then you get girls wearing the shirts, and the guys start reading the shirts, and then you know everybody's wearing the shirts. Yeah, guys don't care when I wear the shirt. Exactly. exactly. I don't know why. So, yeah. So one of the things I'm thinking about, you know, there's a um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is I think about to take off here in the states pretty big. There's a group that's kind of like the old NWO was in the '90s, uh-huh. and, they're, and they're called the Bullet Club. And they have a shirt design that I think I'm going to steal and make into a geekish cash shirt just to see how it does. With on on the back, the slogan will be Number One with a bullet. Nice. Just that way, I rip it off even more. Even more. <laughs> even more. So anyhow, what do you think of that idea, Paul? I'm down. I will. I'll. I'll be the first one to buy those shirts. More, more than likely. Uh, I was kind of <laughs> thinking maybe. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Let's do your. Uh, let's do your pick of the weeks real quick, uh, or your pick of the week, and then you're uh, looking forward to next week. 
What is your pick this week, Paul? Pick of the week, which was super hard because, you know, this week actually had like a lot of good books come out. Sometimes I'm like really just stretching to find a book, but um, uh, I picked The Defenders number three by Brian Michael Bendis and the art by David Marquez. Uh, it's a new Marvel Comics title that just came out a couple months ago. Um, I mean, this freaking artwork is absolutely ridiculous. David Marquez, like, I wasn't really that familiar with some of his stuff. I've read some of the stuff in the past, but man, this guy is just absolutely blowing me away. And and this is good Bendis, what I consider to be good Brian Michael Bendis. Sometimes he's not that great, but when he does street level stuff, like when he did uh, Daredevil, that was one of the best runs of Daredevil I've ever read. And um, he's just killing it on this Defenders title, man. And uh, it's really, really good. And I can't wait to keep reading it. Hopefully it lasts a long time. And it's a good buildup for the, the show that's coming out next month. So yep. check out the Defenders. If you guys like the Netflix show, this goes very much in line. Feels like the Netflix. Except for this Iron Fist is really good <laughs> as opposed to the Netflix Iron Fist. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that they're never gonna live that one down. I'm afraid. No, no. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely one of the yeah, definitely one of the best books that I think uh, Marvel's putting out right now. Right on. Uh, And what are you looking forward to next week? To keep with the Marvel theme, I'm definitely looking forward to Astonishing X Men number one coming out week next week by Charles Soule and Jim Chung. Uh, Charles Soule, super good writer been really enjoying his work on, on Daredevil and uh, actually been kind of really actually liking this new X-Men uh, uh, titles that they've been putting out when they kind of decided to get back to their roots, so to speak, because X-Men titles have been kind of weird in the past probably five years, you know, with Marvel's, the conspiracy series that Marvel was kind of just trying to get rid of them and replace them with the Inhumans, but I feel like they've been kind of getting back on track lately and um, uh, it's got a great new lineup, a new team with uh, Old Man Logan and Gambit, Rogue, Psylocke, Bishop, Phantom X. So uh, it's got a it's got a pretty good lineup, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome! I hear Krampus is in it too. <laughs> yeah, and Krampus. Sorry, I've got to, he's yeah. a mutant. You didn't know Krampus was a mutant. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. That's awesome. Yeah, um, there's enough stuff going on with the uh, X-Men and the Fantastic Four. It kind of makes you wonder about some of the licensing out there. Yeah, they're they're teasing a Fantastic Two, like finally the thing and Johnny Storm are going to get back together, but we still don't know what's going on with the rest of the Fantastic Four. I, I honestly think that they're ramping up for Fantastic Four getting back into the MCU, so I think they're holding out on that, but that's just my personal opinion. That's my little theory. Well, I think it's a it's a theory that just holds up to uh, closer inspection, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, it needs to happen, though. It needs yeah. to happen. Well, yeah, because, I mean, what's the Marvel Universe like without Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, and the X-Men? You're only talking about the, the foundational characters in the most popular <laughs> yeah. franchise yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> it's not quite right. Quite right. Make it right, All Marvel. Right. Make it right. Yeah. Get your, get your stuff together, guys. Come on. 
All right, so Paul, I'm going to have to play the devil's advocate in this week's topic. Um, I'm ready. Something near near and dear to my heart. <laughs> it is something I have played fast and loose with in the past while joking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, I'm going to do this real quick for those of you Star Wars fans out there who are thinking about buying a lightsaber. If you go to tinyurl.com/geeksaber, okay, it, it go, take you to Ultra Sabers. They have lightsabers starting at 75 bucks. You can build your own. They have a lot of great models. But this way, if you buy through that link, it does help out Geekish Cast, and we get a little bit of money to help promote the show, design new T-shirts, advertise things like that. So tinyurl.com slash geeksaber will take you to Ultra Sabers and help us out at the same time. Um, so this week's topic, do we need an Obi-Wan movie? Uh, Paul, I will let you, uh, I will let you start. Of course we need an Obi-Wan movie. What kind of crazy-ass question is that? All right, guys, that's Geekish Castle. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> is anything um, else need to be said? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, well, there is, there is. So let me ask you this. I mean, you're a yes, but what time period does the new one take place in? It doesn't really matter, but I honestly, there's a big chunk of his life that we know very little about. I mean, the Star Wars. 19 years we know nothing about. Yeah. For what's been, what was shown on Star Wars Rebels. Well, Rebels and there's a couple of, one-shot issues from the, the Marvel Comics Star Wars run that is canon yep. that was took place at in Tatooine, you know, while uh, Obi Wan was watching over Luke. Yep. So, so they touched on it a little bit, and um, I would like to see more of that. And and the reason I think it's, we should do it is because, you know, we have the actor who who's is almost the right age and, and you could easily put him in and fit him in without doing any type of weird CGI to make him look younger or older. You can make that story about that, the age that he is right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And if I remember correctly, Ewan McGregor wants to play Obi-Wan again. Yeah, he said it like, hey, I'll, I'm down. Yeah, so uh, is that going to be a problem with Ray being Obi-Wan's daughter? Oh, that's my personal theory. Uh, that would be creepy as hell. Uh, not necessarily. Look, the Jedi didn't pair bond, and they weren't allowed to, raise, were allowed to raise their own kids, and he may not have wanted a child whisked away by the Jedi. He may have uh, frozen his sperm in carbonite. Yeah, exactly. Or he may not and have known. And spot it out, and somebody used it. We don't know. Why, why does she have an English accent if she's not Obi-Wan's daughter? Hmm. That's true. Yes, yes, exactly. If you have an an accent, you're either related to Obi-Wan Kenobi or you're in the Empire. Empire. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only two explanations for that. That's right. So, you know. um, So, yeah, so I I guess where I would start from, you know, what era of Obi-Wan's life do we cover? Because I don't want to see little kid Obi-Wan. Nope. I'm done with little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Tried that. It wasn't very good. Um, I don't want to see pretty close to right before the Phantom Menace Obi-Wan either. Um, we're seeing how much trouble we're having with Han Solo to make something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not working out real well. You can't keep hiring Ron Howard to fix all your mistakes. No. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, we put this out also on the Twitterverse a little bit today, and I got a couple of responses that I want to read here. Um, two, two, oh, of course, I just closed it as I said that. So. <laughs> um, uh, Jay Sandlin says that, yes, he does, and the villain should be, and I'm going to mess this up, it's a Wookiee name, which I, I my Wookiee accent is terrible, Black Kersantan. Yep, so he's okay. he's a, he's a kind of like a assassin slash mercenary uh, Wookiee that's hanging out with Dr. Aphra in the Star Wars ser- comic series right now. Yeah. I do question how he has a universal basic first name and then a Wookiee last name, though. Seems like people are just kind of throwing names together all haphazard. Ah, you know, it's his, his, his nickname. I'm sure the it's sure it's not on his Wookiee birth certificate. I don't think blacks in that. No, probably not. And then habeas humor, which is at habeas humor, says I think Obi Wan should have a reality series where he finds the next Jedi Knight. I I I fully endorse this idea. Yeah, uh, and I think that might even be able to be like a small TV series on Netflix or something like a ten episode deal. Yeah, are are there roses on Tatooine though? Um, you wouldn't be able to use a rose, but you yeah, could so. possibly give out uh, protocol droids that speak bocce. Yeah, I could, but I'd be looking for the rose. It might take me out of it though. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would definitely sow some confusion in there. So those were those were two. Oh, and also, of course, Paul Vieira says yes, of course. <laughs> yes, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean. I may be a little biased being that Obi-Wan's my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, so you know, maybe that might show through that comment a little bit. Let me tell you where I, where I kind of ran into a little problem, and it's with not it's not with the Obi-Wan-ness of it. It is with the everything is now canon side of it. So now they've done a couple comic book pieces and a couple animated pieces, and now they've boxed everyone in a little bit. Um, at least in the past, you had like an A, B, and C canon where you could say, well, if something in a movie contradicts something in a book or something in an animated series, it can be right. Now he's trying to say, oh, no, if it's in there, it's true. And you may have an idea four years from now that's a lot better than what you had done in the past. So do yes. you think they box themselves in a little bit with that rule? Um, I don't really see anything like any good example now, but I could definitely see that happening in the future. Because when you have we have a strict canon, you're not free to like, you know, show your, your vision for whatever you're doing at the time. You really have to but even even with the books and stuff, Lucasfilm always had a final say in what you put in the books or the video games or whatever it is. So it's not that much different, but I I definitely hear what you're saying. I mean, that's Canon is, that's just one of the cons with Canon when you have a strict con. I personally like that because, you know, with comics and stuff, sometimes you're like, Hey man, what's going on with this continuity? Because on this other title, this one person was doing one thing and now this one, they're not me. I kind of like a more linear, like, Hey, this is the way it is. And it's not yeah. left to too much interpretation, but it could also be really hindering. Like you're saying. Well, you know, my biggest problem is, is when you start having like, you know, you, you use 
you use the storyline to beat up. Like, I had a really good storyline, but it kind of cuts into another story for a week or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, well, that can't happen because this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Trekkies, yeah. I love Star Trek. I am as big a, a Star Trek nerd as almost anybody except maybe Larry Nemechek. Hey, Larry. Yeah. Best of Um <laughs> But, you know, the story trumps canonicity to me. If, yeah. You know, if something was, used to be 300 years ago and now it's 340, and that's what needs to happen for the story along well, then, you know, last time was wrong, this time's right. Yeah, I think it just comes to the play when you're when you got to just be cognizant of that when you're making the stories that not to like set things so much in stone and almost be purposely vague when you're doing this stuff so you have a little bit of wiggle room in the future. So yeah. especially with time. Yeah, and DC ran into that with uh, the new Fifty Two. Oh, oh Jesus! Like, uh, well, you know the first superheroes showed up five years ago. And in that five years, Batman's had 14 sidekicks. <laughs> yeah. And to be completely honest, they're doing the same thing with Rebirth, and I've really enjoyed the Rebirth reboot, but I mean, you got two Batman titles that are not going, I don't know what's going on. They have two completely distinct storylines going on at the same time. I don't know what, what takes place. Sometimes they talk about what's going on, like uh, Robin's missing, so that's going on both storylines, but as far as like when these books are taking place, you don't know, and then they have the Justice League, and I'm like, okay, Batman's like over here, how is he in the Justice League doing this one thing? So their continuity is much looser than, let's say, Marvel's. Because Marvel's, you know, they're doing the whole Secret Empire storyline, and every single title in Marvel is has that damn banner on top of their, their front page. So it, it it's weird. They're it's kind of two extremes. One's like really locked down and other one's like so loose. You don't know what's going on, but you can still enjoy the stories. But I don't know if you can, you should, should do that with, with Star Wars. Star Wars is not as broad as the DC universe because there's so many characters that, and so many different titles where Star Wars is like, okay, we're getting two movies a year. I think it's going to be a lot easier for them, even with the books and the, the shows. Well, let me ask you this then. I mean, we know that you've, you know, like most people are going to say Obi-Wan needs a movie. Uh, we're, we're just going to assume that most people are going to agree with that. But are there characters or things that deserve a movie more? Like, I would say maybe some version of the Knights of the Old Republic might be a cooler movie to do before that. Oh, yeah, I would. I would be down with that, too. I would be down for them to extend. I would love a Knights of the Old Republic because then – you have literally like zero, uh, yeah. zero, you know, blocks or you don't really have, you can do whatever you want. There's nothing really holding you to any, it's completely open. Where if you do an Obi-Wan movie, you are going to have to be like, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, especially if he interacts with Luke or Owen or anything like that while he's on Tatooine or even Jabba, like you got to be really, you have to scrub <laughs> a new hope to make sure everything jives. Yep. But even George Lucas didn't do that with the prequels and the new ones. Like, some of that shit didn't make even, sense. He even left out Baby Greedo when, when it finally first came to play. He was like, oh, maybe that's pushing it too much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, you know, like, the, the 45 minutes where old Ben Kenobi buys his Yes, this would be a fine hut. Yes, let me ponder this as I walk through the desert for a while. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a movie. Anyway. Yeah. Two hours of him drinking dirt tea and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Just it'd be like, it'd be like a, a, a like a flip this house show, but you know we just open one for two hours, like uh, in the desert, talking to Bombas. Yeah, that might have something. That might there might be something there. But you know, there's that thing like I don't want you just to go back and show me how this piece fits here. I want a story. I want something different. Um, I wish I could remember where I read this, but somebody did like a they stated that if you did some story of Ben Kenobi as he's settling into Tatooine and do like a dirty dozen story with him, you know, or uh, outlaw Josie Wales kind of story where he goes to some little yeah. outpost town and has to clear all the bad guys out or something like that. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I think um, that would be super cool. Yeah. But Stuff on the other side of the planet, you know. You, like got, my... you have a whole planet. Tatooine is not the size of a city. No. Go to another area, you know, go to some poor little destitute village, mm-hmm. do something completely different, do a western, do something different. And you know what? We never knew if he left. Yeah. He could have left for a, a short period of time. He could have got a weird transmission. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know if he went to Dagobah and hung out with Yoda every Sunday to watch football or something. You don't know. They could have got together, watched sports, whatever, whatever sports game people want, smoke the yeah, cigs, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever, and drink blue milk or whatever, yeah. and and then learn to to contemplate the nature of the force until they can commune with Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to Tatooine to probably sweep all the sand out of his hut, I guess. I mean, more than likely, a lot, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of time on his hands. Let's be honest, yeah. I can only so, I mean, it's, it's pretty open. Yeah, there's stuff in there. Um, but now let me ask you this one. How about a standalone Darth Vader movie? Um, I would really like that. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I'm satisfied with what Marvel is doing with the comic the book. Comics. That first arc, it was... 25 issues that uh, Karen Gillan did was phenomenal. And this new arc is, I think they're only on issue three or four. I just read today. Four, three, three, sorry. Uh, and it's been great so far. Like he just had a, a freaking badass battle with some, uh, another Jedi that's been living in, you know, all solo on this weird planet. And, I've, I'm, to me, that's enough. So if they didn't do a Darth Vader movie, uh, at least I have this. Right now, I don't have anything to like state my Obi-Wan thirst. <laughs> but it, it's going to be one of those. It's probably most likely the next one's going to be a Boba Fett movie, but we'll see. Yeah, well... They say they're going to announce something here pretty soon. I can't remember anything at SDCC or somewhere else. But I would imagine it's going to be at D23. Okay. They're, but they're going to have to announce something soon. Because... Yes. Yeah, because... They may, yeah. To, they may need something to take Han Solo's slot at the table here pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't... I was nervous the second they said there's going to be a Han Solo. Like, that's just a ballsy move. I have been nervous, and I think I've said this on air before. I, I have been very cryptic about 
idea of a Han Solo movie. Except my idea for a Han Solo movie. I think mine would have been the winner. Which one was that? Uh, that was the one where you get Zach Braff and Don Faison. From oh, Star yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on board. Han Solo. 100%. Yeah, Han Solo 100%. and Lando. Yeah, I think people would have lined up to watch that all day. I would. I would. I love those two. Yeah, I think that would have been great. You know, <laughs> when, when Solo met Lando, the romantic comedy. And there you go. <laughs> the movie writes itself from there. <laughs> Yeah, they. I, I just don't. Of all the movies, you know, because I feel like they're they've had two movies with this new Disney Star Wars universe, and I've been comp- very satisfied with both of those. But I don't feel like their feet are fully planted enough to make a Han Solo movie, where you know every nerd is going to just pick that damn movie apart. Oh yeah, it's going to be the most scrutinized Star Wars movie of all time. Um, I don't know. I I think Force Awakens will probably be more scrutinized since it's basically a remake. Uh, not even a remake. Would you call that a cover of the greatest hits of A New Hope? Is in Force Awakens. That's it gets scrutinized pretty closely because of that, and because J.J. Abrams was kind of out of favor with people because of Star Trek at the time. I think what you're going to get with a Han Solo movie is it will be met with a lot of skepticism right out the door. Because it will be the fourth of the new Star Wars films. And the guild will be on the time it comes out. Yeah, and I just... They're going to just constantly be caring, comparing him to Harrison Ford. Yeah, and how do you how do you do that? Yeah, it, it, he, the poor guy has... He has no chance. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. Like, I'm going to be going out of my way looking for things that I like because everyone's going to be like, oh, Harrison wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, you know, Han Solo and Indiana Jones are Harrison Ford or vice versa, however you want to put that. Yeah, to me, they just shouldn't have done – they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have made it because they're not going to use the same actor. But if you make a Darth Vader movie, it's not a big deal because, you know, the voice is still going to be the same. As long as you get somebody that sounds like or is James Earl Jones. Yeah, and James, he's he's sticking around. He's just a voice. I'm, I don't want to say he's just a voice, but it's a lot easier to put another big dude in the suit and have James Earl Jones do the voice. Oh, absolutely. Boba Fett, he wears a mask, not a big deal. But when you're recasting an actor, people are going to you know, be very resistant to that. My, myself included. <laughs> well, but they, they, on the Han Solo movie, and if, if it ever happens, the Boba Fett movie, as I understand it, uh, Larry Kasdan is going to be very involved with both of those movies. And everything everybody likes about the original trilogy, and when I say the mm-hmm. original, I mean four, five, and six, yeah. are elements that Larry Kasdan put into place in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi before he left. So yeah. as long as he's involved, I, I tend to trust it a bit more. Um, and I, I'm going to say something I almost never say. I think when you when you put when you hire somebody new to play Han Solo, there needs to be a sense of impressionism of Harrison Ford in there, just like Ewan McGregor. Remember when you watch Phantom Menace and you realize Ewan McGregor yeah. had the voice dead pat? Yeah. Yeah, he talked just like uh, Sir Alec Guinness. 
and that's what helps sell you on it. Now, of course, that he now has a lot more screen time as Obi-Wan than Alec Guinness ever did. It, you know, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think also just the age gap, too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, it's a lot easier to buy it when one of them is shit, what was he, like, 18 in the first, in Phantom Menace? You know, we're talking about a pretty significant gap as opposed to, like, I guess it's supposed to, the Santo movie is supposed to take a place over how many years? 20 years? Which ones? The new Han Solo movie. It's not going to be, like, delegated to, like, just a few years. It's supposed to take a place no, over, like, a large yeah. space, right? As I understood it, yeah, it's supposed to take place over a period of time. But still, at the end of it, he's going to be like 10 years shy of Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not a lot. People don't change that much in 10 years. Not that much. Especially, especially from 20 to 30. Yeah. There ain't a whole lot of difference in there. Maybe a little bit thinner hair, but that didn't happen yeah. solo. Nope, that man's got a mane. He's a real man. Yeah. Hey, knock that shit off. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, definitely, I, I would be for an Obi-Wan movie. I, I do want to see them do something with it where it's not just like, and here's where he built a new lightsaber, and here's where he first communed with the Force and learned to become a Force ghost, and here's where he got his house. And here's Uncle Owen chasing him off with a broom. <laughs> yeah. So besides the obvious, which I think everybody just talks about, Darth Vader, Boba Fett, and Obi-Wan, what standalone movie would you like to see? Uh, <clears throat> I would definitely like to see something with um, uh, what we would call the, like the Knights of the Old Republic era, something uh-huh. that far back. I would definitely like to see something with that. Um, oh, just something completely original. Not you wouldn't want to see like a like a Lando or Greedo movie. Well, you know, I think a Lando movie would be fun. I think it's going to get stepped on by doing a Han Solo movie. No, I wouldn't want to see a Greedo movie. I don't think Greedo's mom would watch a Greedo movie. He's kind of the Paul Rudd of Star Wars. What's wrong, with Paul Rudd? <laughs> Nothing. Well, Paul Rudd's great, and here's the thing: everybody knows Paul Paul Rudd is great. And then you hear Paul Rudd's in a movie, you're like, well, I'll wait till it hits HBO. Yeah, you know, I love Paul Rudd. So do I. That's what I'm saying. Eric, Paul Rudd, <laughs> yeah. great. Like all the time, you're just like, oh, I forgot Paul Rudd's in that. I love Paul Rudd. Well, there's a new Paul Rudd movie right now. So I'll, I'll wait. It's okay. It'll be on Netflix soon. Yeah, that's what I mean. Greedo is kind of like that. I'm like, oh, Greedo. Yeah, and I'll see it if I can watch it for free sometime. Um, yeah. Let me think. So like, so like, not Lobot. He would be terrible. Porkins might be a good one. Just the story of Porkins. Just the story of Porkins. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. How about you? I mean, we got we got a minute and a half. Who would you like to see? Oh Jesus. Uh... I don't know. I actually, you know what? I would be kind of down to see it like a, a kind of like a Black Sun's Job of the Hut Underworld type movie. Where it's yeah, like, you could do like the Sopranos with Job of the Hut. 
Yeah, when you when almost every single character is like an alien species of some kind, and it's just yeah. like the seedy underbelly of Coruscant, like the lower levels, and you don't see any of our main characters. Don't even mention them. No, I think because then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, this is a whole universe. We don't need to. Uh, Paul, we got forty-five seconds. Anything you want to say before we close? Nope. I'm good. I'm um, very excited to uh, talk about Comic Con next week. Awesome. I'm calling you like every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell people real quick where they can find you at on the interwebs. Uh, tweet at PaulVera79. Awesome. And everybody else, you can find us at geekishcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. We'll see you all again soon. Thank you for listening, and uh, make sure you email us at thegeekishcast at gmail.com with your thoughts. All right. We got done on time, Paul. Sweet. Yeah, that's only happened twice. I, I know. Maybe we, should, maybe we should start at 7 and go to an hour. We don't maybe that. that would be, maybe that would be the solution. That we, we're not all dragging ass. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to promote Joe on Joe. What's that? This week. I, I was on the episode of Joe on Joe this week, and I meant to throw that out there, and I forgot. Oh, yeah, I listened to it. It was good. Yeah. G.I. John. Well, I thought it was fair. <laughs> uh, that was good. <laughs> Just bombing people with toilets. <laughs> I thought that was a great idea. I could totally see that in an episode. Dude, that was a goofy episode of that cartoon. Like, Every I, episode was. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that cartoon in 30 years, and I'm watching that going, okay, so there's some chick in a string bikini, possibly stopped by a G.I. Joe member, and letting Cobra into the base. All right, there's, there's very few flaws in the thinking here. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, hey, I read a book today that I couldn't really talk about. Uh, but it's called Cal Exit. Okay. Um, it's basically. Have you heard about it? I have. Now you know this is still going into the replay, right? Is this something you want to say, or? Uh, I I can be yeah I can be a little bit. Uh, my okay. my views and opinions do not at all reflect the opinions of the United States Air Force. <laughs> I'll just say that yeah. say that to begin with. So, you know, I try not to talk politics because I am in the military, especially on the podcast, but uh, well, very you interesting. Actually, you kind of actually have a thing that stops you from doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, so Cal Exit, and, you know, being that we're from California, uh, like, this is really interesting. Because it, um, have you ever read DMZ by Brian Wood? What was it called? The, the DMZ. Well, so this is kind of like a dystopian type future thing. Well, right. uh, it's it's a clearly like you know a play off what's going on right now in politics, but it's California secedes from the union, and uh, in kind of and it's just in it's it's I thought it was going one direction, but then like the more I read it, a lot of people think California is a completely blue state, like all the way across the board, you know, top to bottom. It is not. Not by any. It is. 
by not any means, right? Like, so the large city populated states are blue, but then you have a lot of rural uh, areas, you know, um, I'm sorry, geographically, I would say more of it's red. Yeah. Population-wise, uh, might be blue, population, but... Yeah, population-wise, not close, but there are very but, red areas. There's big spots yeah. in Southern California that have red representation. Red voters in Northern California and Fresno and towards the foothills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's not just in seceding. Now there's like kind of like a civil war, like there's like civil fighting in there. Yeah, it it was really interesting, and because I like that kind of like dystopian type stuff, and it, it borrows a lot from I think the DMZ and then Lazarus, which is another great book that I'm just putting out right now. But I thought it was really interesting because you know you see the map and you see Fresno and you know Monterey and all this stuff that's going on in there, and there's like this rebellion. It, it's pretty trippy, dude. Like being that we're from California, I think you should check it out. It's really long too, the first the first uh, issue. Okay. Just uh, you should give it a, give it a try and see what you think. I'm definitely gonna keep reading it. It's, it's, yeah, I'll it's, give it a look. Well, once once little man's gone, I'll have a little more reading time again. Uh, yeah. Just you know, it's well you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I definitely hear you. Yeah, it, it's good, though, man. I, I yeah, I did buy one shirt this weekend. It's uh, one that Dominic made, and it's uh-huh. California State. It's a black shirt with all white ink on it. It's California State with a great big bear, and it just says California and American underneath it. Nice. I need that shit. I need to wear that in yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be careful with that in some areas. You'd be fine in Austin. I'll be fine, yeah. That was nice, yeah. Um, and then the other shirt I bought, it was from a guy calls himself DC. He's an artist out of Oakland. And I've bought mm-hmm. his artwork before. Um, I bought a J.J. Walker shirt. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to get some sweet shirts. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to start talking to some graphic artists and seeing if we can come up with some ideas that are a little little funner, a little more interesting. Yeah. And I think getting female listeners to send their pictures in with the shirts, um, the, yeah, first off, it would just be fun to see them. Secondly, I think it would, it would encourage more people to take a look at them, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Who cares what you and I are wearing? But you put it on yeah. the and everybody's looking. You know, like, hmm, what's going on here? So what do we have? Yeah. <laughs> and then totally. just to like kind of start, by, you know, borrowing a little bit on some other stuff that's going on, pop culture, you know, pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, all right, Paul. Well, so when do you head off to see me? So I'm leaving, I'm flying out Wednesday. So I will be there. I'll be in San Diego on Wednesday. Okay. How's, uh, how's uh, Lucas getting? He's flying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, he can fly. He can fly by himself. So. I, forget. 
I forget that. Yeah, he was a newborn, you know, 18 yeah. years ago or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. 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 So he's next year will be better. He's only like a couple airlines to let him fly by himself at 15 without having to pay uh, an arm and a leg. But when he's 16, pretty much almost all of them let him. Yeah. yeah. So a couple more months, he'll be 16 in September. So. Then, yeah, but we'll get there. Probably, probably the week you get back from San Diego, um, I will figure out how we can get you a login to the studio so you can handle the live episodes with Joe while I'm gone. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's really because I'll, I'll set up some pre-recorded stuff to go out. We'll have you guys set up for the live, and um, we'll just update the website when I get back, and I think that would cover it. Awesome. All right. I think it's cool. Yep. Good, man. Right, dude. Oh, I didn't tell you this is this is kind of a fun story. Just because uh, now everybody gets to listen to us bullshit. But, you know, yeah. And only on the playback, so somebody's like gonna have to download this to get to this story. But you know, but that's yeah. cool too. Um, so our, we have a house next to us where there's always like standing around in front of my house, parking in front of my house, dumping the cigarette butts in front of our house. Jeez. Leaving beer bottles in the hedge. Yeah, I'm just, just not cool shit, right? Yeah. So we get kind of sick of all this stuff. Well, the missus found a little, little, uh, a loop on how to get your, how to get your curb striped in the city that we live in. Uh-huh. So now it's handicapped parking only in front of our house. No shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, awesome. Sure, like nobody's parking here except you know people with handicap blockers. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you gave me that. Yeah. <laughs> so don't actively park there. There's a big sign and a blue and a blue curb. So. Dude, that's awesome. How the hell did she swing that? Um, I don't know the specifics. I'm I'm sure it was legal, but since I don't know, I don't want to poke at it too much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't piss your wife off. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, right. She'll make sure. Yeah, she'll come screw up your zoning or something. (laughs) Yeah, to make sure you're uh, handicapped for real. Yeah. Right on. All right, Paul. Well, I guess I will talk to you next week. Maybe, maybe I should have you call my Skype number for uh, reports from the road while you're there or something. Yeah, I'll definitely be posting stuff to the site. At the very least, you know, pictures, you know, texts, whatever. Do I have you set up to access the uh, the Facebook page so you can add stuff to it? Uh, I don't think you do, like as an admin or whatever. Yeah, I will fix that tonight. I will set you up as an admin on the, uh, on the page. Okay, cool. Just let me know. Yeah, then, because uh, I... I I plan on at the very least, like, I'll definitely be trying to talk to, um, like, lesser-known dudes because they always have, like, you know. Um, that's what I like. Not, that's how, that's yeah. how you found uh, oh, Josh Hanneman. Yeah. Those are, yep. those are, yeah. So, yeah, I talked to Josh, so I'll, I'll be doing more stuff like that. So I'll have them promote their stuff and then give a shout-out to the Geekish cast and stuff like that, and I'll post it on the site. Yeah, that'd be that awesome. way, way, spread the love to the lesser known guys. I mean, I could always use my phone at the worst yeah. case. I mean, it's just going to be posted well, on Facebook. So. 
Yeah, I guess if you get a close-up video, that would be fine. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I could just tag their information on there and their websites on there and stuff too. So. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. Well, um, maybe shoot me an email or a message Tuesday, and we'll figure out like uh like a we can call and we'll record like a quick thing every night for a night or two while you're there just to kind of get something down for shits and giggles as long as you have yeah. something to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, good. Uh, yeah. They're going to have a bunch of like, you know, first airing of Krypton and, you know, all that shit's going to be going on. So while yeah, we're there, absolutely. they'll show the new yeah. Batman Harley Quinn movie for the first time. They always premiered at some, you know, Comic Con. So. All right, dude. Well, I'm going to run. It was always nice chatting with you. Of course, man. It was fun. Yeah, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, later. Yeah, later.